Today's show is brought to you by PayPal. With PayPal, you can rely on a trusted payments partner that processes over 25 million payments per day. When it comes to growing your business, PayPal is your payments partner for today and tomorrow. Visit paypal.com forward slash growth to set up a free business account today. Today's show is brought to you by Organifi. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement line that makes quality, trusted nutrition convenient and accessible. Their most popular product, the green juice, solves the problem of juicing greens on the go. We all know that we need to get those fruits and greens and vegetables and all that in our diets, guys, and here's a quick and easy way to get it. You just add water, drink, and let your body soak up the benefits. Visit Organifi.com to learn more about an exciting offer for you, our podcast listeners. That's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am, and I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelle. You're not average. You're not even good. You were born to be great. What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ, joined as always by the Beijing Sensation, Mr. Carl Wesley Phillips. What's happening, y'all? What it do? And Dr. Eric Frederick Douglas Tomas. Mm. Tomas. 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 Oh, as man. French for Thomas. Hey, as hey, hood hey. for Thomas. I know that's right. <laughs> hey, let me saying? just say this. Estoy no feliz, meaning... Hugh Jackson got fired. I'm not oh, happy right man. now. Oh, I'm oh, hurt yeah. right now. It's this fire spirit in the in the ear. I'm about to burn all my brownie stuff. My 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 <laughs> winter coat, winter hat, the winter wow. boots, all my yeah. stuff. I'm burning it, bro. They got rid of my they got rid of my man, fifty grand. Yeah, I thought that was crazy. They went. Oh, I'm like, you kept my man when they went on sixteen. They actually winning some games this year. And you and got rid of fired my man. And I, I'm talking I about C. Not just winning, bro. Taking folks into triple, quadruple uh-huh. overtime. I'm talking about overtime kings. Putting in overtime work, bro. Putting <laughs> in, this yeah, was the worst they, they, game they had against Pittsburgh, but bro, they've been putting in work. And it's yeah, like and just you know as what's you crazy? Here's the thing. Let me let me, let me let me make a real life comparison right now. They was 0-16. Then this year they won a couple games, went into overtime yes. a couple. They were progressing, and they fired them because. For real, man, they think they should be seeing more than what they're seeing. And a lot of people, yeah. man, that's you out yeah. there listening. I'm not trying to be deep, but for real, hmm. you, you've been 0-16. You start getting a couple wins, but it didn't wasn't as flashy as you thought it was supposed to be. You didn't get as many contracts as you thought you were supposed to have, man. And you pulled that plug and you quit yeah. uh, too soon. And guess what? They got to start all the mm-hmm. way back from the beginning. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, it's uh, it's Your girl, telling, left, and, uh, your girl left you in the, in the third trouble of marriage. You thought she should have left you week, year right. two, year three after the chat. Hmm. Right. She, she you turned it gone. around a little bit. You've been turning it around, and you wonder why she just upped and left in the turnaround. Uh, bro, yeah. I'm like, what in the world? So, yeah, no, nah, shout out to no, you, No, but Jackson, you know, man. let's just... Hey, he got nine million you don't reasons mind, to be see, all right, though. Yeah, I'm saying, <laughs> saying but yeah, the, the, the cool thing, though, is, look, for real, if you're listening, you, you know, you got to understand uh, what you do is you look at it as, I'm not doing as bad as I was two years ago, three years ago. Mm. But like C said, what happens is when people get to a point of frustration, that one or two things that you do, even though it's not 20, it has so much history attached to it. And what it does is it's not personal, 
but you start to ask yourself like, yo, it ain't going to never get better. And you go in panic mode. And you know what? I'm not saying that you're right for going in panic mode, but that's what happens a lot of times. It's like, yo, we can't go into year four like this or year five like this. And you just panic and go, we got blew out by Pittsburgh. You know, I'm mad at Pittsburgh for messing up my man's career. I'm going to have to talk hmm. to Tomlin. You know, that's my guy. Oh, I'm like, black Tomlin, black you couldn't crime, let, bro. You, could, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> Tomlin? On. You couldn't Come let him on, get Tomlin. one. <laughs> Come on, bro. Uh, wow. Come on, man. Y'all, that's y'all no just good. About, hey, y'all came about to get blazing on this podcast, though. Ain't no fair man, we didn't foul, mean to, no joke, that's no my man. Well, yeah, hey, that's my got, man, he, man. He I'm was sad. sensitive. We was texting right before we jumped on yeah. the podcast. Oh, I got he you. Actually been te- he been texting a little better lately, bro. What's going on? Oh, I don't know. Shoot. I'm like I'm you sorry, slowed down see? a little bit. I'm actually understanding like half of them. <laughs> man, my fault. <laughs> my fault. I feel like, I guess I feel like you're going to fire me from texting if I don't make <laughs> some adjustments. You, I told you. I'm going to go 8-8, baby. I'm going to go 8-8. Me and Jalen talked, I don't know if I said it over here, but the funniest thing about your voice notes is you always start them like it's an old school voice message from back in the 80s. You like you would hit me and be like, hey, C, what up? E.T. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I gotta get a running start, see? I gotta get no, a running start. I, every time I hear it, I just laugh. Like I just start laughing immediately. Like, yeah. why does E think I need to <laughs> like it still pops up under your name on the text messages? I know like, I'm just saying he might get on the thread. podcast and be like, yo, he started and didn't even tell me who he was. So I'm yeah, like, okay, I'm make sure you do the intro. Hey, see, what up? Eric what Thomas up? here. Hey, how are you? Uh, yeah. I'm like, oh, I, like I do it with my son. I'm like, what up, Jalen? It's your dad. What up? <laughs> exactly. Announce yourself. Hey, see, you ain't shed no tears for Ty Lue. You just gonna walk over your, your Cleveland oh, dude I, I, like that's that? That's why I know C fake. That's why yeah. I know he's fake. That's now, how listen, I know he's fake, fake Cleveland. He fake hey, Cleveland. I, I have zero loyalty to Cleveland or Ty Lue <laughs> or anybody in the Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, none of them. You know what's crazy, though? I will say this. What did I tell y'all about LeBron? Say what you want. Remember when Jordan yeah. retired? Bulls yeah. went to the Eastern Conference Finals. LeBron leave Cleveland. They might not win a game this year. I'm talking <laughs> about not one. Not so you tell me, e, you tell me. Jordan leave. They still winning championships. They had Scotty, leave. bro. I'm let's talking not about get it twisted. in six, let's bro. Get, let, don't get it twisted. We have never, Jordan has never said on any of his stuff, that he is the best player ever. Everybody says that about Jordan. Jordan said which one was the better team, the 92, the 93. So he never walks around here and say he the oh, greatest yeah, no, player ever played. they got the better team for sure. He said, mm-hmm. that's what he says. He said, who mm-hmm. got the best team? And we know that the NBA is the it's a team. It's not an look, individual hey, sport. It ain't let tennis. Me, so. Let me, yeah, no, no question. I'm, I'm with you on that. We not, we can, you know, we, we better team. Jordan them was fine. I just, I'm just, I just I'm mad pointing out the fact Smith. that for real, LeBron I'm just saying, taking I'm mad scrubs. you didn't say J.R. Smith name when you called Kevin Love out. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, no, you I didn't like Jr. Jr. My, my man. You know what I'm saying? I like Jr. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, I respect <laughs> Jr. I, I'm not feeling the rest of them cats, but you know, shout out to Cleveland. I got love for Cleveland, man. Midwest. You know what I'm saying? The Lions and the Browns, we share the same misery. Uh, the Lions look uh, terrible. Same, same man. I don't uh-huh. know what's wrong with them. You, you, one minute you think they good, one the next minute they they turn around and I don't even I didn't even stuff. watch it yesterday. I didn't want to go through the emotional roller coaster. Oh, I didn't I even watch, watch it. it. I we, drove, we were driving yeah. home from uh, Charleston. Shout out to uh, 
Josh, Heather, Bear, and Huddy, we went to go see Bear and her play. She she got yeah. a leading role in the play, so you know I we had to go hold it the, down. I saw that on the gram, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, she killed it. So shout out to Bear, man, just amazing job. But I ain't, I'm not even... Bro, I'm not even on the Lions right now. They just ruin your day. But let me let me let me say this real quick, because I I do think this is there's some some I know to my non-sports listeners, y'all hate when we talk about sports. But I do think, you know, it, it bears mentioning. I heard this, and y'all tell me what y'all think. I heard this last night. I'm not a huge baseball fan, but of course I'm gonna try to watch some of the World Series. I right, heard this right. last night. They said Boston, I think, has won how many? Four, five the nine, titles? The, Nine titles no. for the baseball team. Yeah, but how many in the last, like, however, maybe been like four or five in the last, since 09, right? Yeah. Like, mm. th- yeah. yeah. It's been a so lot. let's just yeah. say four. I don't know. They won a lot since 09. But they said from the 2013 team that last won or something like that, or whenever it was, 2014, there's only one player, Carl, on the roster that won the championship that year that was on the team that won last night. Wow. Like, think about that. It's only one player. Wow. So, like, so, so listen to what I'm trying to tell y'all. So when you had Jordan, you had Jordan, and they won every time with Jordan. They didn't never won before that, and they never won after that. With a dynasty like, you know, maybe the Warriors, mm. right? Like, they got the nucleus, Clay Thompson, Draymond, all of them. They there, right? It, it is what it is while they're there. Yeah. Do you know what kind of culture you got to set hmm. as a city, as a team, as an organization, to well, not let's only talk about that today. We, I'm not, I'm not saying a hundred years ago. I'm talking about the last championship in 2013, five years ago. They only have one player on the roster that won last night That's that was crazy. on that last team. And I was like, yo, how do you build a culture that insane mm. where when you come there, you know what else I was mad about? E, why they have a bunch of former Tigers on the squad winning? J.D. Martinez, <laughs> Price, who was pitching, yeah. he played for the Tigers. They got all of these cats, yeah. but some kind of way they get over there, and just like, I, I think it's something in the water in Boston. I just thought about that. They got the Patriots over there. Now the Celtics good. I don't know what's going on in Boston, but they got something. They doing something right in Boston. But you have a culture of winning, and I just think it's so crazy that when you set that culture, people who are normally average can come to your squad and be mm. deep. So it's like, can you create a culture so sweet, even with us at ETA, can we create a culture so sweet that like a mid-level player can come over to us and become an all-star just by the culture and ethos that we project? I really think that was deep. Hmm. I heard that last night and I was blue. I'll get y'all thoughts on it. How, well, let me ask this before you go. How, how much of the leadership has changed? New manager, brand I don't new know manager. If you know. It was his first year. New manager? Oh, wow. No, the manager first year was this year. Young dude. Wow. So I think last yeah. time they won it was Francona. It's a different dude. Completely different manager. Completely different team, manager, lineup, batting, everything. Yeah. See? yeah. So see, yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. But here's what I wanted to talk about as it relates to that. I, I want to go a, another oh, layer the topic can. then if I'm not good enough. <laughs> no, no, no. You know I, I want to go another layer. Myself. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm no, no, no. I, 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 I hit stay. a home run, no pun intended. Yeah, no, you did. You did. I'm going to stay there, but I want to go even deeper and say that when I watched them play, I think I was at, when we were in Vegas, they might have started at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I got on a flight, and it was about 10 o'clock at night, and they were still playing. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. uh, they had gone into more innings that has ever been played in the World Series, right? This never happened in the World Series, right? And I was saying to myself, the Dodgers are a very good team. Like, they won in their division. 
the NL. They won in their division, and they almost really almost got swept, right? But I thought about it and said, not only is Boston a phenomenal franchise, but they're in the same division as the New York Yankees. That's mm. another phenomenal mm. franchise, right? Mm-hmm. And I just thought mm-hmm. to myself, it's like a lot of us, you know, are afraid to be in cultures like this, right? It's a very demanding culture, bro. It's like you said, see, while you might talk about all the winning, you got to talk about all the firing, switching, trading, getting rid of, you know, uh, uh, switching folks around, changing the lineups. Like, that's a lot, right? So you go, they're going through a lot to be on that championship level. But I thought to myself, it's like, yo, you got to play the Yankees that much throughout the course of the year. And you get past the Yankees because the Yankees were a favorite to win the World Series this year. They have two of the hottest hitters, right, in, in all of baseball. So you had to play them in the regular season. You got past them. If I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, you had to play the Yankees in the first, like they were a wild card. Imagine that. The Yankees were a wild card. And in any other division, the Yankees would have won their division. So now you got to play really the number two team in all of baseball. And if you can get past them, then why, of course, you can get past, you know, the, the uh, Indian, uh, um, I don't know who it was, if it was Milwaukee or Cleveland. I think it was probably Cleveland that they had to get past whoever. And then, boom, you play the Dodgers. And it's like a piece of cake. So I, I wanted to explore that, too. Like, yep, they have a phenomenal culture. And I think what happens is you're in a culture, see where, and again, remember Boston Celtics is in there. And I want to look this before we get up, Carl, if you don't mind looking it up. I think like among all of them, it's not just the Boston, um, you know, Red Sox. It's the Boston Red Sox. It's the, it's the Celtics. It's the, um, yeah. uh, the Bruins. It's the, um, I'm Patriots. missing one, the Patriots. You probably got about 40-some championships among them, but here's a challenge. See, I think what happens with their culture that doesn't happen in a lot of cultures is they don't tolerate in any way average. They don't tolerate mediocre. They don't tolerate good. You know, so it's a very tense culture. You know, and that's why people are constantly coming in, going out, because there's no room really for air like that. When you look at the Browns. But who sets and again, that culture? Is it a you. mystique? Like you walk in the locker room, your body just changed? I just told you, <laughs> I, different you know managers, different players, different everything. See, I don't think it's a mystique. I think what happens, in, for real, we're human. I think when you have a level of expectation where it's like fly or die, it's just some different things that happen. And I was talking to somebody the other day and I was saying to them, like, y'all must be real. I don't... I. I've had this in me, but when D got sick, bro, I'm not really sure what happened, but it's almost a situation where I was like, yo, E, you don't have the luxury you had before. Like, you can't play like you were playing before. It's like certain things... You and cannot afford to do. He wasn't playing at all then. You know what right, right. Every time you say that, that, I'm like, yo, it wasn't like you was playing video game. I'm like, I, I okay, know. What I, you know what I know. See, and that's what I'm saying. And that's why I can understand. I just want just the people bit. when they hear that, like, oh, he was chilling. Like, nah. Yeah, no, I, and that. I wasn't. But another gear came in like, yo, bro, like, she cannot afford to go back to work. Like, you cannot afford. I just did a, a gig in um, Vegas. It was called... Um, Sync, I think it was C-I-N-C, and it's a real estate uh, company. I promise you, I thought it was the worst gig I had ever done 
you know, in terms of gigs, you know, and I, I, I did go in, but I felt a couple little like, shoot, E, man, when I got off the stage, they was like, this is the best ever. I've been doing this for 20 years. I've never heard a presentation like this in my life. <laughs> Nobody's ever challenged me as a husband. Nobody's ever challenged me as a wife. And I was sitting there like, yo, E, to me, that wasn't, but me and Diddy was talking. It was like, yo, you got to understand, you might have done 50, you know, gigs in the last two, uh, the, the last year, and you just been going, 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 going. And so to you, what seems like is really not that deep. You're comparing your best to all the other speakers that they've heard who may have not even have gone in this particular lane. And the owner said to me, he was like, bruh, uh, that my, thing you did on your wife. My worst is your best, humble brag. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but I just really got off the stage like, shoot, I didn't really lick it. Soon as I was coming down and he was coming up and hugged me, he was like, yo, that piece you did with your wife, passion, passion. And I'm saying, well, maybe because I've said it so many times, you know that it's, it's not, but I get what he's saying. Imagine your wife praying for you before you go up, like, all right, you, you know, my MS is counting on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't want to go back to work. Knock no it out. Doubt. You know what I'm saying? Versus a dude who um he going up. And he just hearing his bio and they clapping. And my man like, yeah, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Whereas I'm going up with that. And I just think when you go to Boston, you know, it is that you're not just a, a, um, the Sox. You got the pressure because you're going to Celtics games. You're going to Patriots games. You're going to the Bruins games. And you're seeing all these flags flying You don't high. feel like the Pistons got no pressure hitting the Lions games? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Slight bit. Ain't nobody hit slight the light bit. Like, slight bit. Shoot, I got to see this. Yeah, so New York, quite the opposite. New York is the only New York is the only other city that has more like any kind of in the four major sports yes. championship titles. But the caveat is New York has way more teams. Right. So, like, you know what I'm right. saying? New York has numbers like 50 something, and then Boston has 37. Right. They, but they New got York two got football like, teams and two right. baseball teams. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, what's no, the numbers though, Carl? Get the numbers so, for us. How many so championships? New, each? New York is 61, but that's okay. Yankees, Giants, uh, Rangers, Islanders, right. Devils, Knicks, right. Mets, Nets, right. Jets, Dodgers. You know what I'm saying? It's like 11 teams. Boston is 37, and that's the Celtics, 17. The Red Sox, eight. The Bruins, six. The Patriots, five. And they had the Braves before, back in like the 1800s. I think they started out okay. with the Braves. They got one, okay. so 37 total. Go look up how many so the Lions see, got for me real quick. Uh, uh, don't look that up right now. <laughs> they keep Let's it keep the podcast. Keep it to yourself. And don't say it on the podcast. How many chips the Lions got? That, look, that hey, look at it, though. Crazy. Look at this. So, so you look at the pressure, Carl, of... New England. You look at that pressure, uh-huh. right? You look at that pressure. That's enough pressure of itself. But then you're in the same division as, as the organization. The yeah, that's well, one yeah, more to yeah. you. Yeah. you. You feel me? So you're talking a double pressure. And I think for most of us, what we do is that when we're under that intense pressure, we tend to back off of it. You feel me? It's like I say to my wife all the time, you know, um, it was funny, L called and was like, yo, D, when I see you, you know, don't, you know what I'm saying? He was like, don't go there. Like, you know, like, hey, when, when you see me, just say hi, let's keep it casual. You know what I'm saying? Like, hmm. don't give me no, no, don't give me no iron sharpened iron boy, you know? And so Diddy was like, whoa, hold up for a minute. You introduced to me where you are, and then I just come in and just finish it off. 
You feel me? But L, <laughs> I saw L saying, all right, I might see y'all in a couple weeks. Hey, D, like we ain't even there yet. And he was like, yo, D, don't come at me like that. And so in general, see, I think the struggle for most of us is that we don't even welcome that type of pressure, that type of intensity. Like it bothers most people. Like when you're talking to them, like no, um, uh, you know, um, uh, what, what is the word I'm looking for? Like cotton candy, no affirmation, no, you know, uh, inspiration. You just coming with like, yo, here's here's the facts. This is how you have to uh, perform. If you don't perform like this, you out of this joker. Bro, most people would rather play for the Lions because you could probably get under the radar for about, you could probably, what, we didn't have a 100-yard rusher for the last, what, eights and Barry Sanders? So you could kind of come up under that and not really feel any pressure. Whereas if you go to a team like the Patriots and you're not rushing for 100 or you go to Green Bay and you oh, can't no put doubt. up numbers, they're going to get rid of you. So most of us would rather be in a system now, we might say we want to be champions, but most of us, in terms of what we can tolerate and take as it results to, uh, you know, as it, a, 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 like, constructive criticism, yeah, no. bro, we can't, we, we can't yeah, handle I get that it. pressure. I guess, I guess now, e, the only thing you got to do, because we've been on this this baseball thing, or the sports thing. Well, we're not on make baseball it, I'm right saying, now. No, 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 I know, yeah. I'm just saying. Make it super tangible to one's life. Like, like, make that tangible to one's space, because what you're saying is correct, right? Like, our reality is shaped by the things that we learn and see. So for the, for instance, the other day, Josh and I were having a conversation and I, I made a comment and I said something about like, yo, I, I mean, it was like 120,000, that's a lot of money. And Josh was like, is it? And I was hmm. like, what do you mean? And he was like, to who? And I was like, man, like I thought about it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yo, believe it or not, there are people out there, and I'm not saying that myself or one of them, I'm definitely not, and not even saying Josh was, he just made the point of like, yo, it, because of where you come from and because of the way you view the world, that's a ton of money. Mm -hmm. But there's people who literally look at 120,000 like chump change, you know what I'm saying? Like, just depending mm -hmm. on your lens. And so what your expectations are coming from the Midwest, if you make six figures, for instance, I'm talking about you've arrived. Just like if you're Cleveland and LeBron won you that one championship, that's enough to last that's you it. for the next 70 years. Right. But if you're the Patriots, if you're Boston, if you're a fan of a Boston team or a New York team, because you're so accustomed to winning at a high level, one championship and we'll mm. fire you, doggone it. Like, for real, look at um, Alabama. You know, shout out to Bama. But they yeah. benched their starting quarterback who, my man lost two games. And they like, bro, you, yeah. I, we can't help you. He might want to find <laughs> yeah. another team to play for. <laughs> Whereas, shout out to my Spartans, you lose two games for the Spartans and we put we building a statue. And so what I'm yeah. saying is our past learning experience shapes our mm. future outcomes or what we believe to be possible for our future outcomes. So how do we change that and create an environment where championships are expected and where you can win on a high level without having experienced it. So 120,000, yes, it's a lot to me because I come from the Midwest where combined my parents didn't make that. So that would be, when I was young, 120,000, you might as well have been a trillionaire in my mind, right? Because right. of where I come from and how I saw the world. So therefore, if I ever made it to 120,000, my, my uh, whole, oh, a, my, you, I'm on you top did. of the world. You did it. Yeah, you did it. Whereas somebody else made 120,000 and they ready to, to throw themselves off a bridge. Yeah. And yeah, so I'm saying, so, yeah, make it practical yeah. for how you change well, that saying, outlook okay. in your life so, without having so, tangible so, evidence of it. 
Yeah, so that's why I said, see, you got to get in a division. You know what I'm saying? You got to get in the division of winners. So you have to put yourself in a place where, um, you know, when I went to go meet Les Brown, you know, it's like, okay, nobody in my family, you know, is a motivational speaker, okay? Uh, but we do have a gift of communicating. So, okay, here's Les Brown. I can even go to a conference and try to meet Les Brown, go to his conference. You know, I can, um, you know, find out, like Josh always says, what nonprofit organizations or what type of philanthropic work he does that I can attach myself to. I might see him at the gala. You know, it might give me an opportunity to talk to him at the gala. Uh, I can find out uh, what, you know, and this is, uh, creepy, but I've heard people who've done it find out what neighborhoods people live in, what school their kids go to, what grocery stores they stop at. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm just saying, see, there are ways to oh, get that's into... that's how my man met Carl at the cider mill. You know oh, saying? absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Why you playing? You know what I'm saying? And Start so, at the mic at the cider mill. Yeah, you, 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 you get into those divisions. And so when I sat down and talked to Les Brown, it became, it became real that I could be a very influential speaker in this game. When we sat across from each other, I was like, yo, I'm sitting next to Les Brown. Like, nobody has done it in the African-American community on the level that this man has done it. And here he is telling me to do X, Y, and Z. And then the cool thing is Les would hit me up. He still does it. Les would hit me up once every two months, like once a quarter, and check up on me. E, what's going on? What, you, what do you need to know from me? So when I got in Les' division alone, and I started seeing my name among the you know, um, the, the Zig Ziglar's and the Les, uh, Les Brown and the Tony Robbins and they would have like Ar 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 Arnold on there, whatever. I'm just, and I don't know that he was, a, he was a governor at the time. I don't even know if he was a, a motivational speaker, but they had him on there, right? And I started saying to myself, like, yo, I'm in their division. And just being in their division and watching them work put me at a space was like, yo, I'm in their division. You know, I'm not saying that I've won as many titles or I'm on a level, but I'm in their division. So I'm, if I'm in their division and they're human like I'm human, you know what I'm saying? Like if I got the same opportunities and the same shots. And then if I, I, I remember I, I remember one gig I got, I was in, um, we were in St. Louis and somebody told me, yo, we had uh, um, Tony Robbins open up for us and you closing. I was like, whoa, I got, I'm in the, I'm in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in the wild card. Playoffs. You mean to tell me, you, 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 I'm saying playoffs. I'm like, I'm, play, I'm in the playoffs. And so then it got to a point where I was like, oh, why, okay, he opened and I'm closing. Okay, cool. Well, now I want to open or I want to, you know what I'm saying? So I started saying, well, Les did these gigs, so I want to do these gigs. And I just put myself in that arena seat and I started looking at what they accomplished and then I just start writing down, now I can't be them, but I think I can do this, I think I can do that, I think I can do this, I think I can do that, and, and not comparing, but at least, um, this, somebody said this to me today, it maybe it ain't deep to all our listeners, but my man said something deep, because sometimes I'll be doing research, and I'm like, E, you already know that. He was like, confirm what you know. You know what I'm saying? He was like, get with the experts and confirm what you already know. And I was like, phenomenal. And so when I was with Les and those boys, I was confirming what I thought about myself. So that's what I would say. That's one of my recommendations. Get with somebody that's in your field. Get a one-on-one -on -one with them. See if you can get them to coach you. And once you get in that division and you get around those type of champions, I promise you, man, if you play in the Yankees, even if you lose to the Yankees, you can beat everybody else probably because the Yankees are the best of the best. 
and, and vice versa. Now Boston is beating the Yankees and going to the World Series. Look, if I'm not mistaken, they went all, however many games they were. I think it might have been five because they played them in the first round. They went all five, bro. They t- it, it was like, you know, they had to play that final game. They, they almost swept the Dodgers because when you're playing a team that has won, what'd you say, Carl, 51? Something like that, uh, 51? 37 total. Like uh, the city, no, no, 37 New York? total. Oh, hold on. New York was 60, so 61 total. So, so when you're playing, you know what I'm saying, Carl? You're playing 61. You're playing yeah. up against a, a city that got 61. If you doggone lose to them, you're getting better. I, and mm. I just want y'all to understand what I'm saying. If you're on the same stage as, <laughs> forgive me for saying this, I just want to make it practical because you're listening to our podcast. If you're on the same stage with E.T., I had a dude the other day, he was like, E, I'm on the same stage with you. At first, see, I was kind of confused. Like, what does that mean exactly that you're on the same stage with me? And like, what does that mean? But then I thought about it. I'm like, yo, he looking at me like I looked at Les Brown. Like, that's crazy. Mm. My man's sitting there saying, yo, E, and he told me. He was like, I'm going to be real. Uh, This one, I was only able to do a breakout boy. I didn't get to do a keynote like you. But you're going to be in Vegas, I think, uh, Magic got a, a conference or some kind of conference. I know Magic is the headliner. If it's not his conference, he like, yo, you and Magic gonna be on stage, and on that one, I'm gonna get to do a bigger hookup. It's like a, like a baby keynote or something. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, wow. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, or it might be a keynote. I don't know. But my man was like, yo, I'm on stage. I'm in the same platform as ET. I might not be keynote, but I'm on the same one. And then in Vegas, I'm coming back, and I'll be with you again in Vegas. And I was like, yo, I see what you're saying. So for real, y'all, those, uh, what, 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 what J. Cole said, your idols become your rivals. Yeah, that's, that's, how you, that's how you make it practical. I keep hearing the two words in my mind, conditioning and capacity. Yeah. And what mm. I'm hearing is like we, we are operating out of our conditioning. Like back to what mm. you were saying, see, we're conditioned to think this is what it's supposed to be yeah. and all that. I we like operate that. out of our I conditioning. Like yeah. But the reality is <clears throat> you play against, most people play against the level of the comp- competition. So that means you have a greater capacity to do more. You're just mm. operating out of your conditioning and not Carl out of your full capacity. Carl, where's your keynote, see? Carl, where's your keynote? Hey, hey see up. if I can share the stage with E.T. Hey. one time, see? Oh, you <laughs> put yourself in another division on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. But yeah, no, so I'm just saying for our listeners, like, seriously, question yourself. Are you operating out of your conditioning or are you operating out of your capacity? And if you can mm. answer that honestly, like for real, that's going to answer this for you. Like if you operate out of conditioning, like we get it. Like that's what you expected to do. That's what you. That's yeah. all you know. But what he's telling yeah. you is, okay, like let's open up that mind a little bit. That's all you know, but that's not all your mind can hold. That's not all your body's capable of doing. So let's yeah, expose it to a little that's more, good. open that up. That's good. And let's try to operate out of our capacity and yeah. not conditioning. That's good. Yeah. Well, yeah, let that, yeah, like, we, <laughs> let that sink for a minute. Let that sink for a minute right there. Drop the mic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, drop the mic on that one. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying, it was a time when, I, I promise you, I'm not joking. And y'all probably remember, he used to be like, he used to say six figures like it was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Be real. Yeah. Back in the day, he was like, yo, we hit six figures. Like, that was the thing, you know? Yeah. And that was the benchmark from there. So I guess it's even cool to set a mark that's maybe not as high, but hit it and then go higher. And you go know what I'm higher. saying? Yeah, so, yeah, 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 there's no question. Yeah. Like I said, man, you from the Midwest, yeah. bro. You made 100000 It was like, oh, okay, no, nah, this is, you know what I mean? I thought that was hey. like, 
If you're not living from check to check, see? I'm saying, see, you're not living from check to check. You know what I'm saying? So for those of you who are out there, C's right. Let's make it practical. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. I'm saying I want to make it practical for him. Yeah, we don't want to lie to the people. <laughs> let's go hey, real quick. Let's hold go that check thought. The... I got a quick fair <laughs> file in the middle of that, but hold your thought. Okay, okay. So uh, I told my wife, I said, every time somebody comes over to the house, whether it be the cable man or the pool guy, whatever, somebody they always ask, like, what do you do? You know what I'm saying? So I had like some, you know, we had did some work to the basement. I had the junk man come, so he just came, pick up all the trash. My man looked at, came in the house, was like, oh, okay, what do you do? And I was like, yo, is that fair or foul? Like, standard. Right. My man, shout out to my man, right. my neighbor Dan across right. the street. You know what I'm saying? Uh, elderly white gentleman. I'm like, yo, I wonder if they walk in his crib and just ask him, what does he do? And then so I was having a little moment thinking, okay, it's because I'm young and black, right? So I said to my wife, I said, boo, every time somebody comes over here, and mind you, I'm in like T-shirts and shorts on a Wednesday at like 2 o'clock, so they really confused. But um, I said to my wife, I said, man, every time somebody come over here, they say, what do you do? I said, man, that's, I don't like that. Ever since they're not asking Dan, she said, well, I think they're asking you because you seem attainable. I said, what? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like, whatever you doing, it just seemed attainable. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, I'm not sure how I feel. So the fair file is not them asking me, uh, what do I do? The fair file is my wife saying I seem attainable. I'm like, mm-hmm. as a whole, just my my being or like what I do for a I'm not sure what she meant. But I didn't ask mm. the follow-up, so anyway. Hey, what I'm hearing just, from that is you don't look like you got nothing deep going on. No, that's, that's what, what I'm hearing. I'm thinking, Carl. <laughs> that's you know what, what I'm saying? Hearing. She was wow. like, well, they only asking you because you seem attainable. I was like, oh, wow. okay. Praise God. My man Dan hmm. across the street is not attainable. All right, see, I'm, I, my apologies. I, just, I had to bring no, that up. Good. No, you're good. No, you're good. That was good. That was good. So, uh, so to C's point, what I want you guys to do is let's just, you know what I'm saying? Let's, let's kind of just walk it through. You know, so you may put on there six figures. Well, you might put first, you know, you want to be in another division. So another division might be not living from check to check. Like you may not want to act like you about to win the billion dollar, you know, jackpot and then you hurt because you didn't. You know what I'm saying? So let's, let's, you know, let's, let's start somewhere, you know, attainable. Like for real, I don't want to live from check to check. Then it might be, mm-hmm. you know, I want to make six figures and be able to save $10,000, you know, in, in, you know, the first year. Mm $30,000 the next year. Then the next one, it might be after that, you know, I want to put myself in a position where I can retire, you know, Mm. and then, well, before retirement, you might want to be, I want to be able to take off work. You know, Carl and I always talk about once a quarter being able to take off, you know, and go visit wherever you want to visit, you know, as a family, like you can go to Disney World, you can, whatever. Then after that, I want to retire at this particular age and I want to make seven figures. Then I want to be able to send kids to college or I want to buy another house. I'm saying to C's point, I think what happens is you don't necessarily want to leave, um, you know, the, what is the, what's our division C, um, the North? Are we the NFC North? Uh, yes. So, so you don't want to leave, you know, necessarily NFC North, you know, and go into a division where the Patriots are, you know, it's the same thing. If like, if you watch, and I know C's going to debate me, but if you watch college football, you know, by the time we get to the national title game, you know, if you're playing in, you know, the same division, SEC, as Alabama, and then maybe you're playing in the MAC, 
and you killed everybody in the MAC, but then you play somebody in the SEC in a bowl game, like that's gonna be rough. And I'd say even in the Big Ten, depending on which team you are, you know, it could be tough. Why? Because the level of competition, like Carl is saying, that you're playing up against, Careful, you go Eli, play somebody you did who, that you got yourself in trouble. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Reggie Bush came up on Eli. I heard what you said about me not I being straight in the NFL. Reg was pissed, but I did tell Reg, like, Reg, I said, Reg, was I lying on Reg? You know what I'm saying? Like, Yo, I know your feelings was hurt. I don't but know was if I, I tell this story on the though. podcast, but we went to the yeah. Lions training camp and he had to speak. And everybody was showing love, dapping up, whole night. Reggie dapped up. We was hollering at Reggie. He showed Reggie, love. He, yeah, he showed love. And then he walked off and he came back about an hour later and was like, Hey, I just want to let you know I heard what you said on your message, too, about me being the man at USC and then coming to the league and being sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? He was like, hey, I wasn't lying. You was, though. Uh, yeah, right. You feel me? Uh, I let him I know, know, though. Bro, I didn't know how he was going to react. He looked at my man you know and was like, saying? I ain't telling no lies, bro. What you want me to say? <laughs> I'm just trying to keep it 100, Reg. You feel me? So uh, he was I'm hurt, saying though. what happens he was is... This one, bro, this, yeah. he, keep in mind, Reggie had been in the league about 10 years at this point. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? He was with the Lions. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, Reggie, let that go, bro. You still on that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was with the Lions, though, too. And had, oh, no and doubt. helped us with the not having a 100-yard game. Oh, uh, yeah, that'll hurt so your pride. Little, uh, yeah, that'll hurt yeah, your It was pride. a little personal, too. Like, man, Reg, we need you to put up them hundreds while you're here. But mm -hmm. I, I'm just saying, when you, you know, when I study... The difference between like the Mac and Alabama's was C said earlier. You pull your number one quarterback, you still got an A one 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 recruit, one. and so mm. you know, so the speed is different because you got the A squad practicing against the A squad. Whereas if you're from the Mac, your A squad is practicing probably against the B minus C me plus Carl squad. E. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> you feel me? And, 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 but after C messed his knees up. Not before, though. No, I'm talking, about, I'm, talking about right, I'm talking about right now. Right, right now. Yeah. Carl oh, Allen just clearing up. I think my I knee was so bad. He, got, right. he just ate a butter cake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, hey, but I'm only playing halfback. So I'm, the I'm in and out. I think I can still put up 69 yards as a halfback. <laughs> I think I'm good. You know what I'm saying? They, go, they only subbing me in and out. So I think I'm going to be all right. You know? Mm. So for real, man, y'all, y'all. Uh, so if you're out there, like, don't try to skip one division to a powered house. You know? For real. Go to... I'm, I'm just going to get to a point where, like, for real, I, I don't have to live from check to check or I'm going to pay off my student loans or I'm going to whatever. And I and I look, I'm not one of those guys that, you know, the magic in the sky. But I do believe that where your focus goes, your energy flows. And I remember mm -hmm. saying, I'm going to pay my wife's off. I'm going to pay mine's off. And I remember I remember saying we're going to be a six figure company to we're going to make six figures, you know, to saying we're going to be a seven figure company and believing that individually we're going to be a seven seven figure like I just believe that because I think when you start saying stuff Nobel Prize I remember when I said the Nobel Prize mm. like really just saying it and now I look up I'm in education man I got calls this week from some of the top organizations in the business saying yo E we found out you were in education now can you come over to Cali I've got an organization of 2300 principals uh, teachers superintendents uh, we got a magazine um, we got a conference. We love to have you come out and open up doors to all these other. And I'm just like, wow. But three years ago, I wasn't doing schools like that. Why? 
because I wasn't doing schools. I wasn't talking mm. about it. I wasn't going into schools. And I will never forget, this is going to blow y'all mind. I don't even know if C remembers this. But I remember me and C talking, and I might have done a couple of corporate gigs and was pissed. And I wasn't pissed at the opportunity or the money. I just was like, see, I'm going to be real with you, bro. Like, some of this work, it ain't me. It pays good, but I'm just not feeling it. And I just can't wait for the day where I don't have to do these type of gigs. I can do my own thing. I'll have enough money where I can do the gigs that I want to do. Now, we're doing Take Control, Ignite the Dream. We get we way closer than what we used to be. But now I'm getting invited to do schoolwork, stuff that I enjoy. And I remember mm. before that, I wasn't talking about it. I wasn't pursuing it. But one day I woke up and was like, yo, I want to do schools. And I started putting videos out with me in schools, waving at the kids, going in classes. And now I'm getting calls, not as regular as, you know, maybe corporate, but the, but it's starting to pick up. And, um, and, and it's some other opportunities that are opening up for me that I'm like, wow, this is what happens when you write it down, when you start talking to your accountability partners about it, you start making small adjustments. It's not going to happen overnight, but one day you'll wake up and you'll be doing exactly what you put on that piece of paper. Hmm. Yeah, no, I think the the, the crazy Lions thing about ain't it too is, you know, you're right and you do have to grow in stages. I just think, like again, you know, once again, it's the it's the patience, it's the you know, it's the instant gratification society that I think we live in today that makes yeah. it tough for people. You know what I mean? Like it's tough to to hustle and and wait and not see it the way you think you should see it. And again, I think the expectations for what it should look like. Again, I know I've said that a million times on the podcast, but one of the keys to our success is I think we just didn't have a whole lot of expectations like that we would be like driving a Ferrari by the right. third year. You know what I'm saying? Like, I right. just don't right. think we had that. We just wanted to build it slow and steady and, and understood that, you know, s some progress is progress. You know what I mean? And I think that's the the toughest thing that um it, that, that's hard for people to wrap their head around is, mm. am I progressing like I should be? Am I making the adjustments I need to make? So I guess for E, let, let's take you back, because this is something we rarely ever do. Um, probably, you know what I'm saying? Because me and Carl are on the podcast. But before you met us, before mm -hmm. we knew you, you were speaking for years before that. And so how did you know back then? Because you weren't getting a lot of money for speaking. You weren't necessarily a household name by any means. You, you it, Like when you were like on the grind, like taking Jalen around, all of that. How did you measure success then or progress? And how did you know like, yo, okay, it, I'm not on the level I want to be yet, but I'm getting there. And it, you know, the difference between sticking to it and being like, okay, D about to kill me. I should just probably go get a regular gig. Yeah, now I'll say this, guys. I always felt like, I always felt great about the work I was doing. You know, I always felt great about teaching a GD class. Like I always walked the out impact of that side of like, it. Yeah, I mm -hmm. always felt like I was on top of the world. You know, I always felt good doing what I'm doing. You know, and I'll give you guys an example. Um, you know, today was one of those days where, you know, I promised my wife the night before I'm going to clean up, you know, and she like, you know, and Didi's got MS. So, you know, and Didi's personality, you know, she's, she has a dominant personality. So when she says she wants to get something done, she does it. And so it was almost like, yo, D, we've been in Vegas. We've been flying. We was up two days in a row. Look, I know you want it done, but I promise you. I promise you, I pro I'm going to get up in the morning and do it. And she's like, no, I'll just go to bed. I'll do it. And I'm like, D, I'm blitz. I'm tired. But you're tired and you got a chronic illness. Just go to bed. I promise you. 
And I must have woke up, see about 2.40, 2.45, and I got up and cleaned the house. And, and but I ain't going to lie to you, see, usually I use that time for prayer and to work out. And I was just like, I'm tired. I'm going back to bed. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have that same feeling about working out. I was like, I'm going back to bed. And so woke up a little later than normal. We had a couple of doctor's appointments, a couple other errands we had to run because, you know, we got to take control coming up. We got to vote early, all that stuff. And so I remember coming home and having a small window and you was like 2.15. I was like, yo, what about 2.30, C? Because I need to work out. And when I got on the treadmill and did my workout, I promise you when I got off the treadmill, C, I wasn't like feeling proud. You feel me? Like I wasn't like, I was just like, okay, when is the 30 minutes over? You feel what I'm saying? That joker was like 29.59. I jumped right off when it hit 30. Like, boom, I'm through. <laughs> I will not look at that joker again today, you know, because it was something that I know I had to do. But when I would go in and speak, I, Didi would have to get on me because 30 minutes, I would be like an hour speaking. And they would have to be like, get off the mic, get off the stage. It's like, you're going too much. You're doing too much. You know, but I, I, yeah, I'm still on that. I just, I, but I felt so good doing it. It's this euphoric feeling I get when mm. I speak and when I saw kids get their GED and go to college. When I saw kids get out of jail, the judge would be like, oh, I see you've been in ET program for eight months. You about to go take your GED, bet. You seem like you're trying to do good. Man, I just felt, man, on top of the world. But I think my challenge was, while my wife loved the feeling that I had, she also was stressed out because, and she loved being a nurse, but the pressure of her having to take care of us, and Jalen and Jada wasn't born at the time, but the stress of college and an apartment and whatever, and she had to do all that like on her own as I was doing all this great work in the community but not making money. That's the part that really bothered me, see? That's what, so there was this disconnect while I enjoyed doing it, but at the same time, it's not bringing a lot of satisfaction to my family, to my wife, and it's not really helping our marriage a lot. You know, because she like, look, all that's good that you're doing, but you could go get a normal job and do that <laughs> on the side. So I think that was a challenge, see, of me saying, E, you cannot continue to do it on this level because this level is not helping you to make your wife happy and be the man financially that you're capable of. Like what Carl's saying, in some marriages, for real, it's, it's just not designed that way. So I'm not saying that men who aren't working, they might be working at home and taking care of the home responsibility. They might be more domestic. They've worked that out between their spouse. I get that, but I'm saying that wasn't the that wasn't an agreement me and Didi made. <laughs> and so I, I hadn't reached my capacity financially. I reached my capacity in terms of the work that I was doing but not my capacity in terms of speaking. So I always enjoyed it, see, but there was that disconnect and I had to stop doing, I either had to stop doing what I loved and start doing what was going to bring home the bacon or I had to make what I was doing make money. And I started talking to some of the, um, the, the lobbyists in town that I was close to. It was a group called the 20 Distinguished Young Men of Huntsville. And some of them were lawyers and some of them were engineers and I had to sit down with them and say, hey, this part is working, but this part isn't working. I need some wisdom, like help. And what they started telling me was, have you ever heard of grants? And I was like, nope. They were like, all right, well, if you put the program under our name and make it under our umbrella, we can get you a building and we can get you some computers and we can help you financially. And they did. They were like, how much is your rent? I was like, 285, you know, whatever. So they found me a little grant that could pay for that. 
And then uh, one of the members, Kenny Anderson, who was also a professor at um, Oakwood uh, College at the time, uh, he opened up an opportunity at one of his conferences and was like, E, if you could take your speech and your GED program and put it into a program format, we're going to be talking about retention and persistence in college. And if you could kind of talk about that subject and how you're able to get these kids off the street, help them to persist through your GED program and get to college, then I might be able to give you, I can't pay you, but I can give you a platform. I'll give you 10 minutes at my conference and there are going to be other people there. And then they might end up bringing you to their conferences and you might be able to get a check from that. And so I had to take it, see from this, um, you know, I don't know what the name of, just maybe a practitioner standpoint, like just doing the work to adding some theory to it and merging the two and being able to present it as a problem that I can solve and then be able to like create like a document and some paperwork to kind of prove, you know, what I was doing. So we start measuring, we start like keeping attendance, we start um, like, what is the word I'm looking for? Like following the kids from the time they started my program to when they got their GDs, if they went to college, how they did in college, what happened, what happened afterwards, uh, you know, and really document the experience. So that was the kind of stuff I was doing before I met you guys. And I think what made it easier, although I was still, I'm talking about fresh when I met you guys, I had at least done a program. I knew how to do programs. Now, we definitely weren't on this level, but when you guys came, I could at least say, yo, if we go to Crenshaw, you know, we can get a grant from Crenshaw. You know, we can go to a school. We can do X, Y, and Z. Here are the things that I need. Here are the roles that I need fulfilled. Here's the budget. You know what I'm saying? So like you said, see, I just think the work I did before had prepared me at least a little bit. By the time I got to you guys, I had at least a little sense of direction. So long story short, you wasn't doing nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Not a one. Yeah. We got that out the way. You weren't really on nothing. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, no, that's that, that's good. Let me ask you this. You mentioned early on that loving what you did was a huge, you know, benefactor in that way because you were able to continue to do it regardless, even if the money wasn't there. What would you say to somebody out there who, you know, they are you know, in their 30s and, you know, they want to progress and they want to get better, but they don't necessarily love what they're doing. Like, it's not their passion. Like, they do it. It pays the bills. It makes good money, but they don't necessarily have that love, like, and fulfillment out of their career the same way that you got that fulfillment out of speaking. Hmm. And it's not not to cut you, you keep the answer, but literally, yeah. see, Please, as we are speaking, it's going to be hard, Carl. I, I am texting somebody right now with the exact same scenario. I'm talking about as we are hey, speaking, see, I was going to ask you the question a different way. Lock in. You know what I'm saying? You text me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, multitasking. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I'm told, it just made me laugh because when we started the conversation earlier, he just hit me back now. But it's the exact same thing. Like, yo, I'm doing this right now. And like, yo, I'm thinking about leaving this and going to this. And I was like, well, you know, give me the rationale. What you just said, see, like, man, like, um, I think I'm gonna like this better. I got, I see some opportunities. I was like, well, what you were doing before, did you ever like that? Yeah. So I'm like, what happens when you don't like the next thing? So I'm like, yeah, mm. you gotta help help me out with that. You know what I'm saying? Is it a, right. my personality just get bored with stuff and I'm gonna keep jumping around? Or what do I have to do to keep the love of the thing that I really love and not just get, you know, like distracted and this maybe month or two or year, doggone it, when I'm down, if you get what I'm saying. Because it's had to be some point in time, and speaking though you loved it, you were down. 
And you and you questioned it. Am I, am I right? Is that at any point did you question well, I, it? I never. I, here's the thing. I never questioned if what I was doing was right and it fit for me. It was a question because it didn't fit my my marital status. Like I wasn't making money. Doing it. You know what I'm saying? Sure That's enough. what it didn't fit. So if I was not single, my marital status, I could probably kept doing it. You know Which was married at the time. You, know you feel me? I'm talking about, bro, I was just like, my girl was just like, what are you doing? Because Didi is not necessarily the one that believes you have to love what you do. You know what I'm saying? Didi right. like, yo, you got to, you got, we got to eat. That's Midwest right like, there, Yeah, That's 4 GM yeah, yeah. Chrysler. Like, yeah. bro, you feel what I'm saying? Check. So that's why she was like, yo, I'm confused. Like, I'm not really getting it. And so it was one of those situations where it's like, E, for real, you are under that same pressure that we talked about earlier with the Boston uh, Red Sox, you know, with the New York Yankees, you're under pressure to perform. So either you're going to have to stop doing this or you have to find a way. So when people say I'm at a job that I don't want to be at, but I'm making money, it's like, what's the priority? You Are you saying then that you can't do what you do, you love doing and make money doing it? You know what I'm saying? Like for real, because I believe if you really enjoy whatever it is you're doing and you can do it at a high level, then you can't make money doing it. I'm doing speaking at a very high level. So I don't have a problem making money. The problem with when I was younger was that I did want to speak and I love speaking, but I didn't do it at a high level. You feel me? So I think that's the challenge, Carl, is not can you do what you love? I think mm. the real question is, can you do what you love at a high level? Hmm. And let me ask you this. Would you rather right now and maybe not take your money out the bank account. So yeah. you know what I'm saying? Would you yeah. rather do something you love and make decent money or do something you're not in love with and make phenomenal money? Do uh, for me, oh. do something that I love and make decent now money. Now take the money out the account that you got right. now. Starting at zero. Start hey, let's here. swap bank accounts. Swap book account. No, take guys, money and start y'all, over. Y'all, y'all gotta remember. Right. I was Thank you, Carl. Michigan you State. <laughs> swap out with I a regular was human. Michigan State. I, and I can I say this, and I know we probably said this on the podcast a gazillion times. Y'all forgive me, I'm getting old, but listen to me. I would much rather, all things considered, I'm just keeping it 100. All things considered, I would rather go back to when we was all at Michigan State doing what we was doing than what we're doing now. Hmm. I would much prefer the advantage. Do, you know what I'm saying? The students, the trying to hit on one Tuesdays, of them, hey, the Sundays. I'm trying to hit one of them turkey sandwiches tonight. Oh, bro. I'm just being real. As, <laughs> as no, a flamingo. No, we did graduate to the pastrami, though. The pastrami. He, oh, we did. He was oh, frying the pastrami. That was when we had a little clock. We could run to the crib hey. for lunch. Uh, yeah, hey. He was doing fried electric, pastrami with, sandwiches. Yeah, with an electric stove, for those that don't know <laughs> what that's like, the Skittle Boy. We brought the Skittle Boy up there, and oh, we fried so them jokers inside. Listen to me. I'm, I, for those of you who are listening, I'm telling you the truth. Like, don't, do not forsake your humble beginning. I'm mm. telling you, and I mean this on, with all my heart on everything I love. I am super excited about where we are, but I would much prefer... That time frame, like we were all together, we was, uh, you know, traveling, we was doing our thing like that. We make we are making an impact on the world now. We're we're very influential in the world, but it's not the same 
You know what I'm saying? As it was yeah, back then. Yeah, but you wouldn't have so been able me, to send Jalen and Jada to school debt-free. Diddy no probably still be that. working through but MS. He, you know what I'm saying? And, like, but, 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 but he asked me, Carl, which one I prefer. No, no, no. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm but you have to, you, I want you to think about all the things that you've been able to yeah, do. Like, I, bro. Yeah. Retiring D, like, if we was on our old salary at MSU, D would have been right at work with the MS boy, possibly doing oh, more no, damage no, 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 to I, herself. No, no, Let me tell you something. I wouldn't have. I promise y'all. And y'all know it, we left, you know what I'm saying? We left right before the PhD. Had I got that joker, we would have got your girl up out of that position. I would have got that joker, <laughs> and I would have made y'all top in that department. Oh, well, we well, let me tell you something, department. my brother. We still, D still would have been at work with that, whatever position you're talking about. <laughs> if it was state. Let me tell you something. D, would, D might That's have been another side hustle. D would have been hustling at Meyer returning cars. You know what I'm saying? Let me oh, tell you, you mean something, brother. Don't pay their hey, people no money, uh, see? Time you want to say like life changing money? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but if you had the director position over there, bro, I promise you, Ooh. D would have picked up a job at Kroger, bro. You know what I'm saying? Sacking groceries. Unbelievable. <laughs> so y'all heard E li first lie on the podcast. He would rather go back to being broke and happy than the millionaire miserable. The million the, the, the miserable right. millionaire. All right, there cool. I was looking for a title to the podcast. That's the title, yeah. Now nah, I got it. Oh, uh, the miserable <laughs> millionaire. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, all right, I got we got stuff to do, but I have to ask about this furnace because I got on the line. Y'all oh, was talking yeah. about y'all throat and lips was blue out, it's dry up there. Y'all need oh, dehumidifier, dry. humidifier. We know e air go out every uh summer in the middle of the summer. Every season. And it's just about go every out season in the middle yeah. of the winter. So he <laughs> he texted me the other day. I guess he was, I don't know. I thought he said he was trying to fix it, which I know can't be yeah. true. But what I happened? did. I did. Didi, I'm gonna have to get Didi on the pot this podcast, boy. Though I'm gonna have to get Didi on this one. Hey, you got the video to prove it. You said oh, the video. Got, you got, got video? the video to prove it. Oh, see? thank God. Go I to S2S podcast. We'll put the video up. Instagram. I got video to prove it, but I'm gonna start off with D here because D. So let me tell you what happened. I'm gonna put her on real quick. <laughs> so 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 I wake up. First of all, you know I was coming in from Vegas, so it's 80 degrees. So I get mm. back. I, I'm being real. I'm not exaggerating, see. The morning starting off and the night, it's 30s. It's 30s, bro. And um, we get in the crib because, you know, we didn't, when we left, it wasn't that cold. We get in the crib. It's freezing. Of course. Freezing. So D like, what's up with it? I'm like, I don't know, boo. I'm going to go down there. She said, go down there. <laughs> You gonna go down there and do what? I'm like, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna call Jamie. Oh no! I'm gonna get on YouTube. Yeah, you should have said I'm gonna call somebody first. You should have yeah, said no, I'm I did. Gonna go down I said there. I'm gonna call Jamie. Well, I'm not gonna lie to you. See, I didn't call Jamie first. First, I went to Google. You feel me? Take what control. Your you feel me? Make sure y'all take control. Come to San Diego for the take control. I've said I gotta take control. So I got on YouTube, did my little re Google, did my research. What exactly did you fix type in? <laughs> well, I had to put on how to take your Nest thermostat off of schedule because I thought that's what was wrong. I mm. thought because I put it on 70 and said two and a half hours. Well, two and a half hours later, it was just as cold. <laughs> so I was like, okay, something wrong. <laughs> so, so I went on to try to find out how you fix that to take it and make it a normal thermostat. So I found that, turned it up, and was like, this not working. Put my you hand didn't feel on the anything kick on because usually you can Bruh, hear. Bye -bye. I felt Boom. absolutely kick on and nothing. Start see, 
but some cold air. And I was like, mm. this ain't right. So I told mm. Didi, I'm about to go downstairs and get the furnace. Let me tell you what Didi says. <laughs> okay, now, you, you, you used to igniting the dream, but you ain't used Ignite to igniting the, the furnace. <laughs> you going to want to go ahead and pull back, Joe. First, Joe, go ahead and stick with igniting the dream. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I need your help. I need your help. So I said, okay, let me just go on down here. I said, okay, what I don't understand, Eric, is... How is it that you won't cut the grass, do the snow, because you said that that's people's job and, you know, that's what they get paid to do. <laughs> but, but you're, you're about to come light. to light the pilot light. I'm talking about <laughs> CJ, the most dangerous thing, the wrong oh, thing, and you just you. blow us up. You just blow us up in 2.2 seconds. Ah, just hold a light. Just hold a light. So I said, okay. (laughs) So I said, well, you digging like in the belly of the furnace. First off, your hands can't even fit down through there. (laughs) You trying to dig like in the middle, literally in the middle of the furnace. I'm like, okay, this not work. I said, how do you know you're not about to blow us up? Because at this point, you know, I ain't no small girl. So at this point, I'm like wedged between the furnace and the wall. So anything happened, I'm gone instantly. I'm just instantly gone. So I said, how do you know? Oh, oh, I could just uh, turn it off. So you're working on the furnace and it's on? Do <laughs> So he flicked the thing off. Mind you, he already burned down the basement once. Uh, I'm talking about, I'm about pissed at this point. I'm like, unbelievable. And you know, I haven't eaten. So, you know, I'm I'm a good size. So my blood sugar <laughs> right. gets low real quick. So I get hangry. Like, I'm hungry <laughs> right. and angry right. all at the same time. We don't have any food. We need to go to Walmart. I'm talking about this joker. I can even see if you were on like a stool. Uh, CJ, Carl, he's on like the exercising ball. So it's rolling back and forth. I'm trying to hold it like. He's like, trying to get his abs right and like the pilot. I don't even know what the thing is called, but it's like an Allen wrench or something. And then you put the little lug nuts on there. You know, you have to attach the, I guess, the nut to the Allen wrench or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Why is he trying to do it with scissors? He didn't attach the <laughs> nut to a pair of scissors. <laughs> I'm done. Oh. How are you unscrewing a bolt with a pair of scissors? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Go ahead and continue to ignite the dream. Ignite Don't the, the dream. <laughs> ignite the pilot. All right, so oh. I got to get, wow. get in here. All right, I got to get in here. Uh, it it wasn't scissors, okay? It wasn't scissors. It was it wasn't scissors, Didi. It was um, uh, what do you call it? It was pliers. It was oh, pliers, okay? Okay, but that I guess pliers do look like scissors, right? So I text Carl and Kendall because I was like, yo, how is this possible that how is it possible that we just got off the Sunday call and the lady was talking about her yeah. furnace went out? I was like, this ain't possible. So, it wasn't 30 minutes, man, he takes me. It was just uh, off the call. I said, this, this can't it's be like right. It's like somebody yawn and then you yawn too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so Carl, Curtis is just going so out I text everywhere. Carl, so when I text Carl, Carl said, all right, E, do me a favor. It's 1136. Stop at 12. I was like, all right, bet. You know what I'm saying? It's like, don't waste the whole day doing it. I was like, all right, cool. So, Oh, so you're um, still, how long are you, what, what's the time length here? Oh, I'm, I'm on this joker for about third. Four. So I was on there for about 10, 15 minutes before I text Carl. Then. So by, so <laughs> by 11.30. I'm trying to, so I'm serious. What exactly are you trying to do? 
So the furnace is out. So I'm trying to get the fire to come back on. No, I understand that's what's that. I'm saying, are you really trying to, what are you unscrewing? And are you really trying to light the pilot light? Oh, uh, not light. I'm trying to figure out why on YouTube they saying it's not lit. YouTube is telling oh, me what the problem okay. is. Okay. So they I'm they on YouTube you at this point. Something. Yeah, yeah. They told me to take the whole thing off. Did you have a model number of your furnace? Or is this just a one size fits <laughs> yeah, all one demonstration? Size. No, no. There's a there's a model number on this joke. <laughs> okay. Now here's the real oh, okay. yeah, here's the real I'm challenge. With you there. I'm with you. Yeah, here, here, here's the real challenge. The real, the real what's your why? So here's the here's why I'm down here. It's Sunday, see? And you know on Sunday the stuff ain't open, right? It ain't open. So you call these jokers. They may or may not come, but if like they do come on the, Sunday, on the Sunday, no, yeah, I'm right. just saying. Yeah, I don't know why they just do Monday through Friday. But if you call them on Sunday and you get somebody, it's an emergency, emergency price. So I'm like, all right, DD, take control. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing notes take for take control. control, and and I'm like, you gotta take control. Your girl, her body hurts. You know, the, when the weather is too cold or too hot, you know, her mm-hmm. body locks. So I'm like, yo, I'm about to go down here. You stay in the bed. I got this. You feel me? Let me get off my calls and I got you. You know what I'm saying? So I said, wrap up. And of course, she come down. What are you doing? So I'm doing everything they told me to do. I take the pen out. Don't touch it with your hand because you'll get oil on it. Do your thing. Put it back on. So I did exactly what they told me to do. Cut the uh, breaker off. I found out how to um, cut off my thermostat. Everything is working. T- they take take a minute, relax. Ready? I'm like, bet. Cut everything back on. Put the pin in. Nothing. Twelve o'clock. I hit Carl like, uh, cause um, Kendall was like, this is gonna be great content for the podcast. So I hit Kendall back. Was like, no content for the podcast, bro. <laughs> no content whatsoever. You know. So twelve o'clock, and I, y'all know me, man. I just stopped and was like. All right, God, I, I, come on, God, you got to help me. I can't do nothing until tomorrow. I can't call nobody until tomorrow. I got to get this thing going. I promise you, I don't know what happened, but there's a, the, there's a, the motor has a thing on it that spins. And I noticed that it's, it, it, it spun a minute and then it went off. So I cut the thing off, cut it back on, and it wasn't moving at all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, it's something with that right there. So I manually spun hmm. it, didn't do nothing. Spun it, you could hear some noise kind of went a little bit. Spun it again. That sucker went, started spinning. I, I'm going to put it up. Y'all going to see it. I don't know what gave me the presence of mind to record. It was 12.03. Carl told me to stop, but I'm like, okay, Carl, I got to take one more crack. My baby cold. I got to take one more crack. I saw a light. I was like, ooh, it going light. I saw that sucker light up like an orange red boy. Then before you know it, seconds later, I saw the flame. Flames came on. Boom, the furnace started heating up, went upstairs, touched the vent. Heat was coming. Diddy was like, is heat coming out? Is heat coming out? <laughs> I, bruh, I was like, we are the champions, my friend. Uh, and we'll keep on fighting to the end. I just felt the, 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 I felt the music come on. I walked upstairs like a G. Like what? Uh, went upstairs, like about, got on her uh, couch, see? Uh, I laid on her couch. That's the best feeling in the world, I laid on her $20,000 couch. That's the best like, feeling what? in the world. I oh, promise you. Like, what? Oh, no, no. Take, oh, I said, bro. what? I uh, promise you. He look at your wife like, oh, like you just Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> I'm talking about the Barbarian. I'm like, I'm paying bills. If you ever uh, I'm paying your bills man. and you fixing uh, uh, heating and cooling. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm, uh, we should open up ETA heating and cooling. I think I got it now. I think I got it. No uh, doubt. 
Yeah, no bro. Doubt. Great feeling, yeah. bro. Great yeah, feeling. Yeah, no, I had a, you know, I got, I don't even play with it, bro. Like, I'm, I'm so bad. I, I just got, shout out to my guy, Orlando. Uh, he he does I wish I had a guy. Here. And it was funny because this is, I'm going to just tell you all the truth. So in the pantry, there's like, you know them long light bulbs? You know what I'm talking about? Like the long, uh, yeah. like two Fluorescent joints. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't grow up with them. I just know to screw, unscrew. So anyway, my man Orlando, he was over here. He actually brought his son over here. They did a couple jobs for me over here. Cool. He's like, this is my guy. We like family at this point because he come over here every time. I, I'm like, Orlando, I need you. So he come through all the time. But anyway, his son was over here one particular day. His son, you know, I was talking to his son. His son was getting ready to go to college. I was like, man, you know, hit me up if you ever need anything. So Orlando was like, oh, you went to college? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I went to college, you know, got my master's degree. He's like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. It's about three, three days later. The light in the pantry went out, the long one. And I saw, you know me, I'm going to Home Depot, find the light, bam. I take the old one in there, get the right one. Boom, I go up in there, try to change the light bulb, probably about 45 minutes. And I'm talking about, you know, I got a bad shoulder. So I'm like reaching up and I'm about to die. For whatever reason, I can't get it to spin into this slot. Orlando's in the basement working, but I'm like, in my pride, I'm like, yo, I'm not about to have my man come up here and put a light bulb in <laughs> the whole time. Finally, I just got, I, I had to just swallow my pride. I was like, look, Orlando. He was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Shout, shout out to Orlando, the coolest, nicest guy in the world. He was like, what do you need? I said, I can't get this light bulb in. Boom, of course, he comes, I got the little stool like, right there, goes like up there. three seconds, Bop. he got that oh, joint Less than two <laughs> seconds. Crazy, my man looked bro. at me, looked, it's he looked dead at me and said, I know how no master's degree. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. I said, Orlando, oh. you deserve that cheap shot, my brother. Wow. You deserve it. My man looked dead at me. He was like, I don't have no master's degree. <laughs> Bro, I cried laughing. Oh. You know, I'm used to getting the zingers wow. on people. He caught me good. My man said, I ain't had no master's, bro, but I do know how to change a light bulb, my friend. <laughs> you feel me? Oh, uh, man. So, yep, no, I'm, and you, why you playing? It's another light in the bathroom now, and I had to take a picture of it, and I'll send it to y'all. I don't even know how to take the cover off. It's like a square. I, I had to send it to you. I don't, even, I don't even know what kind of light bulb it is or what it takes, and so I'm waiting on Orlando. I'm waiting on something <laughs> a little deeper. That way I could be like, yo, come through for this, and then just have him do that. You know what I'm saying? Why are you here? Look at that real quick for me. <laughs> hey, we promised right. the people. Um, e, are you ready for this? We promised the people some negative feedback. Mm. Oh, yeah, and so yeah, yeah. I think what we're going to do is maybe skip Ask E.T. and okay. go straight to the negative feedback. Is E there or do I lose E? He there. He no, just ain't right close to the phone. Yeah, okay. he's somewhere in the yeah, back. Right here. I want to make sure E catch these shots, too. Oh, I'm right there. Uh, I called him. I'm listening. Okay, good. Are y'all ready? Yeah, I got y'all. How are y'all feeling? I feel like this has been a fun podcast. Y'all, y'all oh, been yeah. on your A game today. Y'all, y'all not always on your A game. Today was a great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes y'all be a little lazy. I feel like this was high energy. I'm not sure I want to bring it down with the negative feedback. But if y'all feeling Man, like your self esteem, however you want to do it. If you feel like hey. your self esteem is up to it. Hey, I'm feeling like you're setting us up for the come the, the come down now. That's what I feel like you're doing uh, right well, now. So, oh, I can read one one ask et. All right, before we go there super quick, let me get our sponsor in for today, PayPal. Um, you guys are all familiar with PayPal, I'm sure. If you're not, you're living under a rock. Get out from under the rock. We've used PayPal like from the beginning of ETA, so 
Um, here's just a quick spotlight of a business that has used PayPal and has been successful. The business is called Linda's Stuff. Once an attorney in New York City, Linda transformed her hobby of locating hard-to-find items into a thriving luxury consignment company called Linda's Stuff. What was once a passion project is now one, a 100-person company in a 93,000-square-foot facility. As a company specializing in high-end previously-owned goods, reputation is everything. Integrity and trust are a critical part of how the company operates. From day one, Linda has counted on PayPal to help give her customers confidence and protect her business from fraud, even when selling internationally. She's counted on PayPal every step of the way. When it comes to growing your business, PayPal is your payments partner for today and tomorrow. Visit paypal.com forward slash growth to set up a free business account today. All right, back to you, C. Um, and by the way, all of these segments, uh, this one in particular is brought to you by Organifi. All right, Organifi, the superfood green juice powder. Shout out to Organifi, man, who's coming out to San Diego. So everybody in San Diego, you're oh, in good. for a treat because oh, Organifi oh, is sending their reps their, their headquarters is down the street in San Diego, and they're actually sending like five people out with free Organifi for the whole crowd, so that's going to be dope. And um, yeah, man, they're just a great partner. I rock with them the long way, man. They have been uh, a great partner for this podcast, allow us to bring this to you 148 straight weeks. All right, we're on episode, is, that, is this episode 148 or we already had 148? 148. No, this is this 148 is right now. This is episode 148. Can y'all believe that? We've been doing this podcast 148 weeks straight. How about that for consistency? Shout out to my 100-day challenge people. We just trying to get y'all to do it for 100 days. We're doing it for 148 straight weeks. And so um, Organifi is coming through, man. They're going to be in the building in San Diego. So everybody there get some free Organifi. But for the rest of you who can't make it out to San Diego, go to Organifi com O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. Use the promo code SUCCESS and get 20% off, all right? There's a reason people keep reordering it. There's a reason we're like top two, three in the world in terms of people ordering Organifi with our promo code because, man, after people go, they keep going, they keep uh, reordering, keep rocking with it. So um, shout out to them. Also, man, we have another sponsor of this podcast, which is also um, our very own program, man, and that is the Game Changers program, all right? Um, just to be real with you guys, all right? One of the number one questions that people always ask me and E and everybody in our company is how do I get paid to speak, all right? How do I share my story? How do I use it to get paid and become a professional, all right? How do I start and grow my speaking business? Well, listen, man, we want to help you. We're breaking down the three secrets to become a paid speaker and go-to leader in your industry. Join us for a free live training, all right? Live, free, speaktodominate.com. That's speak to dominate.com, all right? There will be, uh, man, seven principles, all right? He, he came up with these, and this is not like some stuff I take lightly. Y'all know we joke a lot, but when he hits me with the, I had a vision from God, I listen, all right? And so he came up with the seven Ps um, to be a phenomenal speaker, all right? So we're gonna share those two with you on the live stream. We're gonna show you how we practically, we built this brand practically from middle schools, you guys know that, elementary schools, to the college, NFL, corporate, and how he became one of the top motivational speakers. And we also want to show you how our community of game changers and certified speakers have been coached up by us, all right? So listen, man, if you're interested, jump on our live training, all right? It's free, 
live training. Go to speaktodominate.com as soon as you hear this. I think the training will be next week or Friday or next week, one of the two, but it's speaktodominate.com. So go check us out at our Game Changers program, man, and get certified. Shout out to all my certified speakers out there already out there rocking. I saw Mustafa out there doing his thing, getting gigs. Shout out to Mike Nelson, Val, what's up? Uh, all our certified speakers just out there killing it. Anthony, there's too many to name, man, but um, our certified speakers are out there dominating, all right? So now that we got the business out the way, um, somebody cue Taylor Swift for me. All right, there we go. All right, yeah. We back. We back. All right, so <clears throat> I'm just, I'm, I, you know, if you're new to this, this is what we do. It's called negative feedback. We know that we get a lot of love out there. We got 50, 75,000 people a week listening to this podcast. The overwhelming majority, I'm hope, liking it, are liking it because they, they're listening. But who, where's the fun in reading the positive feedback, right? We appreciate right. the positive comments, but nobody laughs off that. Everybody wants to, you know, hear the negative. It's more entertaining, all right? So let's start off with my man Isaac. <laughs> this was just for ET. Was anyone else shocked to find out that ET... Uh, really did have his PhD for real, for real. I always thought Dr. <laughs> Thomas was a cool nickname, like Dr. Dre or Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I'm a Dr. No Pepper. Doubt. I love E.T., but who in the blank gave this dude a PhD? He hasn't even mm. mastered the English language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. My man said like oh. Dr. Dre or Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pe- Pepper. I like Dr. Pepper better than Dr. Dre, because at least Dr. Dre will get an honorary degree in music. Uh, I'll be mm. honest, I love this podcast, but I was six episodes in before I even realized Carl was on the show. <laughs> Dude is like a little small uh, cat stuck in between two alpha male lions. Hey, Carl, either step it up or get out of the way. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I'll be honest, CJ could be decent if he didn't think he was Eddie Murphy and Kevin Hart rolled into one. He actually makes some <laughs> solid points but from uh, from time to time, but is completely overshadowed by his lame, uh, bleep, corny jokes. All in all, mm, decent mm, podcast, mm. though. Winston said, turned into this podcast to get more Eric Thomas and his motivation. Instead, I got some off-brand comedian... <laughs> making jokes about any and everything. Sorry, guys. I'll keep my motivation and my comedy separate. I'll pass. Thank you, Winston. (laughs) Uh, Derek said, this podcast is okay, but E.T.'s new co-hosts are just dumb. I'm not listening to 90 minutes of this. And David said, this has to be the worst podcast in the world. Uh, I think that's enough. So take it off. Amen. Worst in the world. The hey, first worst one in the was world. the best. We got some say, he thought hey, it was yeah, nickname, I like Dr. Said, Pepper. Yeah. Dr. I like Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Really, that's kind of funny. <laughs> I like that. Dr. Dre, it's like I said, ah, Dr. Dre has done so much work in his industry that we don't want to discredit that. But oh, no, we right. discredit like, it. I, I think, it. oh, man, that's yeah. funny, Dr. Pepper. So, hey, so this podcast, we can either call, what was the first name, Carl? Oh, the miserable millionaire, either miserable millionaire or Dr. Pepper. One of the Dr. Mm, Pepper mm, might have that, mm. that came in late. What you say, Dr. Pepper or the miserable millionaire? Which one you want? I, I like Dr. Pepper, but it don't come to the end. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, maybe that might not make me want to listen to it, Dr. Pepper. The, yeah, yeah, but the the miserable millionaire that's gonna make me want to listen. 
Okay, cool. Well, this uh, right, we'll keep podcast, it you already we'll know by it. now if you're listening to it, but this podcast is called The Miserable Men. We had one question in here, Halloween related, said, if you guys were to dress up for Halloween, what would each of you pick as your costume this year? Mm. Uh, I, I never, pick a gorilla. You know what I'm saying? Just, <laughs> just own it. You know what I'm saying? I just own my whole <laughs> swag. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm about to send y'all, I, I already got my costume at, right after Didi. Right after Didi, you know, I did the. Hey, don't Didi tell me you're going to dress up as a heating and cooling man. <laughs> no, I'm going to show you. I'm about to send it to y'all. Nah, y'all going to die laughing. But when D, when D went there with me, like, when she didn't believe I could do it, and mm. then I did it, oh, bro, mm. I got something for y'all. Carl, uh, just tell me yours. I'm about to send it. order, bro. Grown I'm about to send it right now to y'all. I'm talking about grown man gift. Uh, if I'm about I ever to send get y'all the exactly pilot light lit. Carl, you hear it's me? It's on. It's on. I might have another child if I get a pilot light lit. You know what I'm saying? If I ever could do something that handy. You know what I'm saying? Go look at it. I just sent y'all. It, y'all going to have to put my costume right up on. Uh, y'all going to have to put my That's what I sent you. Oh, wait. Oh, super. Uh, we got to come up with a name for That's what I sent Diddy right hey, after I did it. Don't say what it is. Y'all go to S2S Podcast. You feel me? That's hilarious. That's a mixture between me and Wolverine right there. Wow. <laughs> I sent it to a car right after I fixed it. I went oh. upstairs before I even she could see me. I wanted to see how I felt. I sent to this costume like black. Oh, man. Y'all have to see this. Go to S2S Podcast on Instagram. Follow the page. Uh. Like the picture. We'll post it there. Carl, send that to Nikki. Um, yeah, all done. Y'all, are, wow. let me tell you something, dog. I get a bad rap for trying to be the funny one in this <laughs> podcast, but y'all, y'all clown a lot too. Okay, um, uh. do we have uh, do we have any announcements, my brother? Shout out to San Diego. Uh. I'm getting on the plane in a minute. I, I'm coming yeah, I to San got Diego. An announcement. I'm pumped about that. E, you got an announcement? Go for it. Yeah, I do, man. I make man, you guys. Whew. So the first thing we came out with, me and Kale. Um, we did something together on the last album, and um, I was proud of that. Kale came yeah. with it, yep. you know, make my wrongs right. Kale came with it, and I really brought, you know, joy to my heart. Please go listen to that. Matter of fact, if you guys could put that up. Um, so those who are new to the podcast and who've never heard uh, the Dr. We'll Thomas album. We played in the album. outro. We played in the outro. Yeah. All right. Dr. Please, Thomas album. Go please. download it, too. Yeah, please listen to this. But, man, it is official. No more talking about it. It's in my mom's hand. Her book mm. is done. She has, she's today, she is sending out all the pre-orders. We had nice. a, uh, they, they had a, um, a situation that happened. I guess a lot of the printing companies have gone out of business because people are going electronic and one company got like all the work of those companies that shut down. So my mom project was off by about a month and a couple of days. Um, but it's out. I, I physically, it's in her hand. Um, Man, it, she's going to be selling them in San Diego, and I'm just proud of my mom. Like, a lot of There's people God, don't. Dope. Once they get to, like, mm -hmm. their late, mid-60s, 70s, like, for real, I'm just being real. I'm not trying to, you know, be disrespectful, but a lot of people, when they get to that age, it's pretty much like they about to chill out. And, oh, you know, no doubt. Cruise control. You know, that's like, it, they just going to go on cruise control. And for my mom, man, at 66, to finish her book, and ready to get on the road and do her speaking career. Cause I told her she's like she wanna speak. I'm like, mom, speak about what? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta have a platform, you gotta have people. And I was like, I suggest you do a book. And so she has finally, after a year or so, 
uh, stopped talking about it and, and she has done it. It's finished. It's done. And I just feel good that I was able to use my influence. Some a uh, student of ours from Michigan State University, Sierra Say, who helps people with, um, you know, the process of writing their book. And uh, I'm just so happy, man. My mom's is done in her hand. And you could just hear the excitement in her voice. And she just ready what she said for her second career, which she did what you said. See, she did the job that she didn't love to be able to provide for her family. And she's like, before I get out of here, I want to spend a few years doing what I know I love doing and what I probably could have done. Yeah, tell the you people know, real quick what it's about, eh? Um, it's called a secret behind the secret to success. You know, <laughs> the secret behind the secret to success. And mom is just talking about, you know, being a teenage mom, you know, and her journey with me and what she had to do, you know, being homeless, you know, and, you know, her situation growing up the way she grew up, uh, her situation with her biological father, you know, and my grandma and just, you know, growing up in Chicago, being one of 14, growing up in poverty and how mom not only did what she had to do to make it, but also what she did, you know, for me in terms of not allowing me to become another statistic, you know, going to jail, getting killed early, you know, what she did to help me, you know, get where I am. And she's got a section at the end of each one called mother to mother, mother to mother. And she's talking to all those mothers, out, teenage mothers, adult mothers who are struggling you know, with their children and how to raise their children. And fathers, you can get a lot out of it too. But she just, she is pleading mother to mother. And I love it. At the end, it says, the name of her book is The, the Secret Behind the Secret to Success. It's called the, uh, she said, delayed, but not denied. The dream that she had for me, delayed, but not denied. And how I got off track, but how we were able to get back on track because of the principles that she gave me. So, yeah, phenomenal read, man. Yeah, phenomenal shout out read. to moms. Congratulations on that. Hey, Y'all mama, mamathomas.com. Mama, M-A-M-A-Thomas.com. Kept it simple, mamathomas.com. Oh, yeah, nah, go get it. Go pick it up, man. Show Mama Thomas some love and check out how E blew up. You know, that reminded me of my dad. Always, you know, he worked with Magic Johnson's dad, and uh, people would uh, always come up to Magic Johnson's dad and say, oh, man, I, I want to meet Magic. And he, my dad said, he'd look at everybody and say, why you want to talk to the Magic Man when you could talk to the Magic Maker? <laughs> so, uh, you know what I'm saying? So, why you want to hear E.T. when you could talk to the you know what E.T. Saying? Maker? You know what I'm saying? The, the maker. The, the secret Candle behind the secret. Mm. The secret uh, behind the secret. Yeah, the, yeah, also known yeah, as the yeah. real secret. Doggone it, he yeah, ain't got no info. Right. It's all secondhand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> secondhand um, stuff. <laughs> San Diego, this weekend, we'll see you, man. Headed out to Cali. Wow. Excited about that. New oh, Carl, I'm sorry. You were supposed to be doing No, that. you're good. Hey, I'll be actually, honestly, I was hoping you did it because I'll tell you what happened to me today. Quick, quick, slight downer. Man, I was going through photos from the last event, just kind of looking for some promo stuff, man, and just saw Chris again. And um, mm -hmm. this yeah. this that first event yeah. we doing you know since his uh, passing man yeah, so I just had a moment yeah. yeah had that moment yeah. again but yeah so San Diego man um, like I said first event without Chris man we we just want to make sure we keep we keep his honor alive you know what I'm saying no matter where we go yeah. what we do like he changed our yeah. lives and so if if y'all tired of hearing yeah. about it I'm sorry but y'all gonna hear changing. a lot more yep still changing yeah, still changing still, lives so I was with a couple yesterday and was able to explain to them. You know, they did their assessment through the church and they had some challenge. I was like, yo, this is what's going on. And, you know, could pull a playbook out like uh -huh. this you, this you, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. 
go read this, go read this page, go back and let's fix it. And so he has revolutionized, man, just how yeah. I deal with humans in general. Yep, so we'll still be doing the segment that Chris that Chris championed. Um, you know, you can still come understand the animal assessment if you haven't if if you if you haven't learned enough from us yet. We still definitely doing that live, man. In addition to, of course, we got Josh, we got Dr. Jamal King coming out, uh, CJ, of course, with the now branding. That is like Dr. Pepper. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. You know what King. I love you, Marvin. That's like Dr. Pepper, right, Dr. Dre. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we Dr. Got Hatch, Maya, you know what I'm saying? Dr. Dr. Hatch. Get everybody that doctor. You feel me? Um, for our ladies, of course, we got Maya's going to be out there, man, just dropping nuggets. So, yeah, again, San Diego, November 4th. That's this weekend. I'm talking about days away. So, I want to check that out. Then just, just under a month removed from that, you're talking about December 2nd, East Coast. We know y'all been getting some storms and stuff. We bringing the fire. Y'all been getting mm. some cold weather. We the bring pilot the pilot light will be the lit. The pilot, the pilot is going to be lit <laughs> in New York, man. E.T. is bringing, he'll bring the exact same heat that he used to bring that fire to the house. <laughs> and bring that heat. <laughs> to the fire. <laughs> the same fire. Bring them uh, so yeah, new pliers, fires too. lit. <laughs> Uh, Inky, of course, man. Y'all know Inky. I ain't even got to sell y'all on Inky. Inky Johnson, the one, the only. And Toby been shutting it down, of course. So that's the trifecta, uh, Toby, man. Toby on the road like butter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Toby on the road, road. I seen the tour, to the tour dates now with Toby. It's real. Uh, Toby, Toby on tour. Toby, yep. Toby where you going to be? Hold on. Let me shout out those tour dates, man. Just for those of y'all who've been watching Toby in the rise of, of to Toby Chuku. Uh, who's just Show been killing it, man. He's been <laughs> on fire. Uh, hottest rapper in the game. You know what's so funny? I promise you, I don't, I don't like to do a whole lot of talking, but I told people years ago, I said, man, we got an artist, and he is as good as anybody you've ever heard. And everybody's like, ah, okay, you know, whatever. And, you know, I was like, I ain't had to do no more talking after that. I just said, all right, cool. And now the world is starting to find out. I ain't even going to tell y'all. Y'all see, did y'all see who posted today and, like, wrote a whole long? Yeah, You already know Erica Badu, yes. Dave Chappelle. Y'all saw yeah. the one today? Yeah, I, I saw it. I didn't see it. Jill Scott. Nah, nah. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 oh, yeah, I'm just saying the really? world now yeah. and celebrities wow. and everybody taking note that he the hottest in the game right now. He's been incredible. Um, and I, I went to, of course, I went and saw him in Houston. It is one of the more incredible live shows that you'll ever see. So excited about him being with us and then also his own show. So let me shout out Toby's tour days right now. Uh, L.A., Los Angeles, California, 11-14. All right, November 14th in, in Atlanta. If you're in Atlanta, I'll be at that show for sure. 11-15, D.C., 11-16, and NYC 11-18, all right? So the 14th, 15th, 16th, 18th. LA on the 14th, ATL on the 15th, DC on the 16th, NYC on the 18th. This is all in November. I'll say, be at the month. show on the 15th. Mm. E, you coming down to the uh, Atlanta show, right? Or no? Maybe? Who knows? The Atlanta um, show. What's the date? Uh, the 15th. I think it's that a Thursday. That was the 15th. Yes. Yeah, I think it's a I Thursday. But go town. to... Uh, yes. what's, what's Toby's website? Toby Nwigwi. Yeah, go to. I think it's just his to, name. Yeah, TobyNwigwi.com. Yeah, but uh, or go to, or you can see it on our. Um, there's a link from E's Instagram page on there. 
as well. But go to Toby's page. You can follow Toby at T-O-B-E-N-W-I-G-W-E on Instagram, man. And um, look forward to, if you come out to the Atlanta show, look forward to meeting you there. It's going to be an incredible show. It's going to be real dope, man. He does a, a great job. It's not just rapping. It's an actual whole show. And, uh, you yes, know, me sir. and him been working on, like, things it out, like, over the course of his life. And so it's got, yeah. like, almost like a theatrical feel to it. It's incredible. So you don't want to miss it. Um, tickets are still on sale. The VIP is actually sold out in every city. That's how on fire he is right now. But you can still get some general admission tickets. And if you get some general admission tickets and you listen to the podcast, um, yeah, I'm going to show you some love. So, yeah, come check us out there as well. Um, and then Carl Jamaica and then... Yep, Phenomenal yep. Life Jamaica, February 25th to March 3rd, y'all. That's the last, but by far not the least. 2019, you still got a couple of months to get your money right. He said you could quit your job and go do something terrible for a little bit, but you got to come back. No, I'm acting silly, back. but yeah. 25th to Mar February 25th to March 3rd, y'all. Put them pennies in a little piggy bank. Get yourself right. We're going to be, I'm talking about, we're going to be having some fun. Exactly what y'all hearing in this podcast, but we're going to be bringing the whole crew, man, the health the, the marriage, the everything, the same animal assessment, everything. Like, you about to get it, all, everything we got. So make sure y'all check it out. He's going to be getting up, doing sermons at 3 in the morning for the whole... Uh, yeah, if you I want won't the spiritual. Be there, but yeah, you, you got can, that too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I won't be there at 3, but you are welcome to be there T at 3. Hey, TJ did them last year. I just stood there and watched. What'd I do? Yeah. What'd I do? Oh, oh TJ. TJ oh, did them last TJ, year. TJ, oh, yeah, TJ, yeah. Yeah. No, TJ no, did no. his thing. Yeah, yeah, TJ sure. did him last year, and I just sat there and watched in amazement, like, wow. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. So check us out with, uh, in Jamaica. That's it for me, man. I got work to do. Uh, oh, Trey got a baseball game tonight. I'll keep y'all informed on that. Uh, we are in the playoffs, oh. and uh, the hot rod's been on a winning streak. The hot and, uh, rod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, man, we got to play off. We're in the quarterfinals tonight. Hot Rod Williams. Yeah, the Hot Rods are in the quarterfinals tonight. Uh, of course, uh, you know, Betray is, is pitcher. So that's I hope a big the other deal. parents don't listen to this podcast because they think their child is number one uh, batter in the. You know what I'm saying? They're not listening. In the whole state. In life, you either. You know what I'm saying? They're going to put some hate mail. You know what I'm saying? They're going to put hate mail on this podcast. Hey, <laughs> in life, you either win or learn. And a lot of other parents are doing a lot of learning. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So <laughs> it is what it is, man. You know what I'm saying? Shout out uh, to everybody out there. Hey, I'm I, I'm a third base coach, so it's serious tonight. It's a little cold in, in the A today. So we're going to, uh, Hot Rod's going to heat it up out there. So uh, be That's looking. Hey, about. we play the Killer Bees, though. We're 0 we're 2. Mm. It's the only. Only oh, team to beat be us twice in the regular season. So we're trying to flip our fortunes in the playoffs. The, the Killer Bees got, uh, they got a couple kids on the team who uh, look like they uh, in the Red Sox division. So you pray for <laughs> us. You know what I'm saying? Pray for us. They're not really four years, years old the day, on their birth certificate. Give us a, give us yeah. a nugget Check so we can get out of here. Check their birth certificate off for me, see. Oh, Check I need the birth certificate. My man had hair on his knuckles. At four. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, talking bro. about. Hold up. Hey, <laughs> and, and not getting in trouble in school because he got hair on his fingers. No case exactly. Yep. Uh, look, guys, for real, for some of you, you heard it. Uh, you heard this podcast and you're at a point, you know, for a, a frustration. Uh, you may have like an anxiety, you know, like, wow, you're telling the truth, E. I'm doing what I love, but I'm not making money and I want to. Look, I'm giving you one option. Don't make excuses, right? Please execute. And I'm telling you, when you start, like, find a way to execute. I, I mean this. You will not be the first person who's had to find a way out of no way. 
You know, you won't be the first person to do it. So I'm telling you, I am telling you, do yourself a favor. Like, don't make excuses. Don't put your energy into, well, I can't believe my spouse is saying this. Or I can't believe that, you know, this happened to me or that happened to me. Or why aren't the doors open up for me like they're open up for them? You know, and, and why don't I have the resources and how did they win the, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not fair. Like, do not waste another minute, another second. Do not put your focus on the things you cannot control that have absolutely nothing to do with you. But I'm telling you from personal experience, my man just told you, E.T. shouldn't probably have a GED. You know what I'm saying? My man said it. You know what I'm saying? E.T. got a fake PhD. If E.T. can do it, like C said, you, you, broke, you can't put in a light. I'm trying to tell y'all, if you come in my world and you see me, I, and you like, man, E can do it. I can do it. it. I'm telling you, it's because E stopped making excuses. And I use all my energy, all my time to say, how can I execute? How can I make this better? What can I do differently? What, uh, you know, can I get there earlier? Can I stay later? Can I talk to this person? Can I go on internet? Can I, how do I, how do I fix how do I turn flame on this joker and on this furnace on a Sunday when everybody's closed? <laughs> There's a where there is a will, there is a way. But where there is an excuse, there is no progress. Where there is an excuse, there's no growth. Where there is excuses, there's no productivity. So take your attention off of the excuse and put it on execution. I'm telling you, when you execute. Oh, you can walk up the stairs like Conan Bob, the barbarian, like, what up? So the, the feeling of execution is way sweeter than the feeling of excuses. When you make excuses, people distance themselves from you. But when you execute, people are attracted to you. Let's stop making excuses and let's execute. Hey, appreciate that nugget of the day. Appreciate y'all for listening. Go leave us that review yeah. on iTunes. We love you. We'll see you next week. I'm going to be real with y'all. I'm a high school dropout. I discouraged my mom. I will never forget Detroit public school system. I was a clown. Whoever in here, this school, whoever the clown, he getting kicked out the whole night. That was me. My real father wasn't in my life, and I needed the attention. So I came to school looking for it instead of learning. I'll never forget when Detroit public school kicked me out. I, I couldn't stand school. Moms was always trying. She put me in Catholic school. I remember one year she put me like in an open house. She had to live in a tent two days just so she could beat the line. My mom, she was serious about school. I don't know where she got that from. And she always wanted me to do well. And when the Detroit public school system kicked me out, my mom said, can I just get one more conference with y'all? My mom went to fight for me one more time. I'll never forget, he showed my mom from the kindergarten all the way through, he showed her, like, he don't want this. And I will never forget when he told my mother, no, he cannot come back to the Detroit public school system. My mom couldn't get it. She's like, I go to work. I take care of you. I do everything for you. You acting like you coming up like you being raised by animals. What have I ever done to you, son, that you go to school and act a fool like this? I'll never forget when we walked out, my mother shedded a tear and she was just like, wow, this ain't my, this ain't my son. Miles was embarrassed, hurt. I didn't get it before then, but we walking out, my mom got pride, y'all. She was top 10 in her class. My mom would read a 400 page book in a couple hours. She couldn't, she, it didn't register to her. What's wrong with this boy? And when we walked out, I will never forget 
day how I made my mama feel. How disappointed she was in me. And I said that day, ain't nothing I could do about it. But one of these days, I'm gonna make my wrongs right by my mama. And when I got that first degree, I saw my mama smile. I was 30 years old. I should have graduated at 22. I was 30 with kids. And mama still screamed like I, like I was 22 years old. That's my boy. And I went back and got the second one so I could see what that felt like again. And I'm getting a PhD. So I could see mama. So I could see mama. So I could see her smile again. So every day I didn't feel like writing. Every day when they told me to do it over again, and I didn't feel like doing it over again, I kept saying to myself, you could quit. But if you quit, you will never see the joy in your mama's face. So you keep going. Told all my people that we gotta make it, it ain't no more options. Living with mama was cool for a minute, but now it's a problem. Now it's a problem. We should be eating the competition. It just look like we starving. Look like we starving. But I'ma keep rocking these stages till they start to look like the garden. I'm, I'm trying to get so much money that my wallet looking so green that you think it's the garden. Same one that went from the butt of a joke to the one at the show that's the highly regarded. Keep keeping it real from the bottom. I started. You still at the bottom. They keep it a hundred. You either prayer, the predator, partner. You either the mill or the one that be hunting. Chasing my dreams and I got to run and it's not even funny. I'm just being real Never been one for the money Got raps like a mummy I swear that this paper is real Mama's in pain It's giving me chills I just see the pills I know that it hurt the doctor prescribing the poison, he don't even know if it worked Swear if she go to the dirt, then I'ma just lose it I just don't know what I would do What I would do. Forget about Grammys, my kids need a granny I tell you that's true Tell you that's true. So maybe I'll use it as fuel for the music And get in the booth and give you this pain To spit from the heart, been grinding too long And not make it through I've been grinding way too long I've been grinding way too long 